All right, welcome to another edition of Kids on the Pitch. This is the uh, podcast that covers it all as far as scholastic and youth soccer. Um, we started off our first podcast with, with a bang to start the uh, high school soccer season. And boy, what a start to the high school soccer season, uh, both on the boys and girls side uh, with almost a full week of action in the last week of August, which is unusual uh, to have that many games played in August for the first week of the WPIL and PIAA uh, soccer season here in Pennsylvania and Western Pennsylvania. And for us at Pittsburgh Soccer Now, um, by the way, this is John Krasinski, Pittsburgh Soccer Now, um, managing editor, uh, owner of Pittsburgh Soccer Now. And we're just we're just so happy to to have high school season back. And we started things off this this past week with being out at Pine Richland High School for the JRK Memorial Classic. Uh, hosted by Pine Richland, but it was six teams, boys. Uh, we saw Pine Richland, North Allegheny, Moon, Franklin Regional, Penn Trafford, and Winchester Thurston, and it was some really good competition. Um, I have some takeaways from those games, but uh, just, you know, th- honestly, all teams look uh, – most of the teams that we saw out there look pretty good, and, uh, you know, it's obviously early in the season, but uh, real good competition, and Kudos, thanks to Matt Popchok and Jared Todd Hunter for their coverage. Uh, joining me, uh, Pittsburgh Soccer Now, at Pine Richland for the Memorial Classic. So uh, that was exciting. And then, of course, you know, a lot of the high school teams in the area have started with started the season with non-conference action, especially that first weekend. And then this past weekend as well, this Labor Day weekend, there were additional tournaments. So we had the Pine Richland Classic. Um, we have the Plum tournament which we'll talk about shortly uh i'd like to bring on a guest special guest to talk about that and then of course this past weekend uh over labor day weekend on saturday was the mo rosensteel really the first ever mo rosensteel memorial classic two hosted at norwin and there were six games played uh on the girls side and we saw ringgold and hickory um franklin uh regional uh, Franklin Regional and Thomas Jefferson. And then to cap it off, it was Norwin and Latrobe. So Ringgold coming, bringing home a 1-0 uh, win against Hickory. Uh, Ryan Wilson was with, with the only goal for the Rams. And, of course, we know Ringgold, um, Ed Rosensteel, Moe's father, um, is now an assistant coach and a good friend of Pittsburgh Soccer Now and contributor uh, is an assistant coach with Ringgold. Thomas Jefferson and Franklin Regional, two really – teams that we are expecting to do well this year in class 3A and Franklin Regional wins a very close match. I'm sorry, um, Thomas Jefferson uh, defeats Franklin Regional one nothing in a close match. Olivia Sup with the goal. Um, but honestly, it, what kept it one nothing was the Thomas Jefferson keeper, Abby Arkson, on a penalty kick uh, from Abby, uh, Franklin Regional's Abby uh, Paderline. Uh, came up with a great save to secure the clean sheet and the win for Thomas Jefferson. And then last but not least, Norwin and Latrobe, traditionally two, two uh, girls programs that have have been in the same section. Now Latrobe dropping down to Class 3A, so they got together at, at the uh, Rosensteel Memorial Classic and a 2-2 match that, that went the distance and beyond into extra time and wasn't decided. So 
two teams that I, I think Norwin, you know, still trying to navigate the busy uh, competitive waters of class 4A and Latrobe, of course, now down to 3A and will be an interesting addition to the 3A field, especially in their section with Franklin Regional and Plum and, and whatnot. So, so that's kind of how things have started off. Uh, there's so many teams, so many games. I wouldn't even know where to start. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna kind of shift over to boys, uh, and and we're gonna bring on a special guest, Raph Kolinkowski, who's been uh, I've known Raph for many many years, and we'll talk about that as well. And uh, the Plum Mustangs are off to a really really good start this year. And we'll talk to Raph, um, bring him on um, and look forward to talking to him about, you know, where the Plum Mustangs stand. But they, they had a big win this week uh, against Franklin Regional. So let, let's bring on Raph here. All right, Raph Kolakowski is with us. Raph, uh, as I was just saying, Plum, uh, you know, you, you've been wanting to get over the hump over the last few years, at least in the postseason. But your 2022 is off to a really good start. Just you know, a couple good performances, I guess, at the Plum at your own hosting your own tournament. That's always a good way yes. to start the season. And then, of course, a couple section wins this week. So let's go back to the Plum tournament. Starting a season, uh, it seems like every year you play Upper St. Clair in that first game, and it's like a draw or it's like a really really close matchup, isn't it? It is. And uh, I always want to try to start off with a tough matchup for us to get the, the kids ready uh, for the season and hopefully for the playoffs. And uh, again, it, it was a great game. <laughs> it was back and forth. And, uh, you know, we ended up going up one nothing, I think, in the second half. And I, I think with less than 10 minutes left, they tied it up. And uh, it, it was a good game. It was very good for us to see where we are, uh, what we have to work on. And that's why I like this uh, tournament that we host, because this is where we kind of see where we're at the beginning of the year and where we have to be for uh, for the end of the year in the playoffs. Yeah. And then you you had a chance. You So you went one one against Upper St. Clair and then two nothing against Kiski area. Yes. Uh, you know, talk about your team transitioning from I know you had some real quality senior players last year that, you you know, you had to bring in and kind of work with a group in transition, but you've got some good leadership back as well. Yes. I mean, it's uh, obviously last year losing 2-1 to uh, West Day in the semis. Uh, it, it hurt. We, we played a good game, and, and I thought we were we were competing with them. Um, and again, we, we were, I guess you could say, semi-young last year also. It, it wasn't like we had, you know, 10 or 11 seniors right. like West Day at Hampton did. Uh, and as you can see, the two more senior-laden teams made it to the finals. But uh, uh, I, I try to play a lot of younger guys throughout the year to get them that experience. So when they, you know, the following year, they're ready to to uh, to step in. Yeah, and that I think is going to help with this year's group, isn't it? This year's group, I think we're seeing that already, right? Yes. I mean, I, I obviously, we lost about starters, you know, four or five from last year and uh and the guys are, are stepping in that 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 made var that played varsity last year and uh they haven't missed a beat so uh we, we had a very good summer uh the senior class was very uh energized and uh you know ready to go after what happened last year when obviously we lost to west a and then for the constellation game we lost in the shootout to uh to franklin 
So that's still in the back of the guy's mind. And uh, they're, they're a pretty driven bunch. Well, we'll get to that, Franklin, in a second. But just in terms of having, you know, your continuity for your program, you I think this is your I can't believe this. This is your fifth year, right? As a head coach, uh, I mean, you've been as the, the yeah, I, I, as the head coach, it's my fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, being with the program, I guess seventh. Uh, but yeah, it, it's uh, it, you know, it you know, three years ago we made it to the semis, lost a heartbreak to Ken and Mac. You know, the following you had a great year too, and, and yeah, in four A. Right. Then we dropped down to triple A, and and then uh, uh, we lost to South Fayette. In, 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 uh, in overtime. And then last year, obviously, the, the guys stepped in and, uh, you know, we, we had a pretty good year. And uh, it's, it's uh, I don't know, I, I, we're not a school where we have that many kids that I can start all 12, you know, 11 seniors. So I, I do play a lot of younger guys. I, I do give them a chance to, 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 to get in and show us uh, what they can do. And obviously, we're not a team that's going to play very direct because we don't have the guys for that. So we do have to, you know, try to possess the ball and, and be creative of, you know, how we approach the games and how we attack. Well, and to that point, last year against West Allegheny, I thought that was an interesting matchup because West Allegheny, again, they have the skill, they have the players too. But they, with so many seniors, so many big, strong players, you know, they, they were you, – you were countering them with the ability to keep the ball and frustrating them, I think, yeah. different times. It, it was a match that really could have went either way. Uh, it was so – it was such a fun match to watch because the you know, Plum style versus West A, it's just two different styles kind of clashing and see who would kind of get the better of each other. I was one of the best playoff matches last year. I thought it was just fun to watch, kind of go back and forth. But, but you know, they think that's a system. Knowing you and having coached with you and knowing you really well, I know that's something that you take a lot of pride in. Yeah, and uh, and we have to play that way again. <laughs> going back to last year, West A mostly all seniors. You know, 17, 18 year old man. Uh, I had a freshman play it, you know, significant minutes against them, sophomores, juniors. So um, that's the way we had to play to compete. If we got into a, a physical game, they were just bigger and stronger and faster than us. And there's no way we could compete with that. So we do have to stay creative. I mean, we work on that a lot in practice. And, and, uh, and, and uh, you know, I like to have players that are very comfortable in the ball. And that's where the smaller players will have more success. Uh, if they're not physically, you know, to be able to compete with the seniors that are 17, 18 year old. Yeah. And we saw, you know, Franklin Reed. So I want to get to you. So you play Franklin regionals in your section. You got a really tough section. You've got, you know, this year you, you, you're adding Penn Trafford and you're, uh, you're adding Latrobe, I believe. To yes. The hold that you already have. Uh, I'm, it's just, there's really no easy day, uh, easy matches through the course of a section schedule, especially with so many teams, a couple of different teams from uh, class 4A dropping down. So the play, Franklin, no, I get a chance to see them play um, Moon um, out in, uh, in Pine Richland and, you know, a, a new coach. And there's some significant turnover there, but they have a program that has, you know, they're trying to stay in the game, you know, stay as a, as 
a continuing, uh, they have kind of like a winning culture there as well. And they're, you know, they, I'm sure it, it must've felt good to come away with a two nothing win to kind of get the, the lead in the, uh, the conference, uh, the section standings now. Yeah, it, it definitely did. The, the, the last two years, obviously, we shared a section title with them and they beat us the first game. And then we had to come back to second game to uh, to, you know, be tied with them. So, um, yeah, but they're a great program. I mean, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, in the last four out of five years, they've been in a whip your championship game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started in quad A, then they dropped down to triple A. Uh, they basically lose, you know, a couple of players and, and they have players that, that can fill in. Uh, I know last year they lost, you know, Anthony DeFalco and I think one other senior. So they brought back nine starters. Um, so they were good. It was, it was a great game. It was a physical game. And, and uh, oh, it, it was tied at halftime. Uh, and I think halfway through second half is, is when we finally scored. And then we scored them with five minutes left to kind of, you know, put the icing on the cake, I guess you could say. Did it really test your team's patience? Again, the things you talk about, the possession – the, the ability to, to try to control tempo uh, uh, in a you're zero zero with a team that's, you know, like Franklin, that you arrival where things can, you know, the players yes. can definitely get emotional and that sort of thing. Yeah, it, definitely. So I, you know, we had a good practice leading up to the, to the game. Uh, I mean, it, it, and I keep stressing to them, we got to keep the ball. You got to be patient. We're going to make mistakes. It's what you do after you make the mistake. So, uh, I think with some players, we've been working on that, that if bad pass will turn over, whatever it is, then you've got five seconds, go get it back. And and uh, and I think everybody bought into it and everybody bought into playing defense. And um, I guess maybe more so trying to learn to close out games. Uh, last year, <laughs> you know, we were up on, on, on Franklin and they tied it up with under, you know, two minutes left. Uh, West A., you know, we were tied with them and I think eight, seven, eight minutes left, they they, they scored a PK. So it, it's like, I, I think this group hopefully has learned to close out games uh, where the previous group, you know, maybe didn't have enough experience to do that. Yeah. And maybe talk about some of your key players that you're relying on in terms of leadership and who, you know, you really are counting on to, to get you through a long season and overcome adversity and deal with those types of situations? Yeah, I mean, obviously we have a returning all whip player, Lucas Pittman. So he's going to be a big key for us in, uh, on offense and in the midfield. Um, you know, he's one of my captains. His twin brother, Ben, uh, he's going to be a big help for us this year. Last year, you know, he broke his leg against Franklin. And missed all of last year. So finally, he's, he's healthy and back. So we expect big things from him. Uh, my other captain, Colin McKinley in the back. And uh, Ethan Rose uh, also in the back. But, I mean, they're, they're just great players, great defensive players. Uh, Colin is, is, is a great, great center back. You're not going to have too many players that are going to be able to get around him. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's not a pl- – every team wishes they had a player like him in the back. So, And also, you know, we have another senior, TJ Schreckengoss. He's my workhorse in the middle. Uh, you know, he's got a motor on him and, and uh, very dangerous player. Uh, uh, Tristan Ralph, he, he's a junior. I expect big things from him this year. And my freshman coming back from – you know, he was a freshman last year by Oldie Flowers – 
he's he's playing in the middle for us, and uh, he's he's uh, he's a special player. You know, last year he played a lot against West A in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He just he just that. turned fourteen. He he, yeah. he was young. He was just a baby, and uh, and hopefully him playing last year and and going through some headaches that finally um, it seems to be all coming together for him. And uh, and my other senior, you know, plays my holding mid, uh, Nathan Morrill. Um, he he saw time last year, and then finally he seems to be stepping into his role. So. I'm excited about my guys. Uh, hopefully, we stay healthy. I mean, that, that's a big, big thing to do in, in high school because it, it, it does get physical and, and injuries happen. And it's almost for every team to make it far in the playoffs, you, you got to be healthy. So, for sure, I hear you. You know, there's always those familiar names from familiar from programs like uh, I forget who I was talking to over one weekend. I think at out at the Pine tournament, and we were like, this program has brothers and siblings and sons yes. that are coming out. So I hear Flowers and Kolonkowski and Pittman. Those are the names that we seem to hear uh, uh, repetitively from on the plum side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, you got to figure, you know, obviously Pittman's the twins playing. Uh, so you, you hear their names a lot. Aldi, he's the third. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus played. Uh, uh, Didi, obviously, he played a couple years ago. He was an All-State player. Mm-hmm. And, and now Aldi's catching in. Uh, speaking of Kolonkowski, you know, Austin's a freshman this year. You know, he had two older brothers that played high school, played, you know, very well, and, and they've moved on. So uh, we're fortunate in Plum. We have a lot of siblings over the years play together. Uh, we have another set of brothers, uh, Codman brothers, that are on the team. So uh, it, it's just uh, – it, it's, it's actually pretty neat because you, you get to coach kids, and, you know, most of the kids are different, but yet they're the same. I mean, you know. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. All in the family. And it's just, a, it just seems like a high school soccer thing. We, like I said, in a lot of high school sports, youth sports and scholastic sports, you see that a lot, um, maintaining it's tough to, to coach sometimes yeah. you, you had it, you have the advantages of maybe, and say the one other program that I, we were talking about, I think when we was West Allegheny, it just seemed yeah. like the recycling, you know, and but what's interesting too is that in Raft, you and I go back. You go way back, actually, in WPIL. You know, if you think about it, you you started playing in the mid '80s, right? Maybe the mid to late yes. '80s as a high school yes. soccer player, and we're starting to see some. I don't know about third generation, but we're starting to see a, a lot of second generation, uh, uh, really good players coming through. Who's maybe dads or uncles or you know, some sort of relatives played uh, in just making a difference. It's there's something there. There's something to be said for that. It, it, it is. I mean, I graduated high school in 92 and, and a lot of the guys I played with, played against. Now I, I get to coach against my, my buddy's kids. And, and, uh, and, and it is fun because, uh, you know, soccer is a small community. I mean, as big as it is in Western PA, it's still small. You know a lot of people, and you know, and, and I've played over the years after college and everything. So you keep those relationships going, and and it, and it is fun. Uh, I mean, it, it's uh, one name comes to mind is is Prexy. You know, there there's three of them playing. You know, and there's three of my kids playing, and I played against Eric. You know, for for years, and now you know my middle one got to play with his son, and they went off to college to you know different colleges and play. But it, it it's um. It, it is fun to see that the, the guys you play with against and 
now you see their kids and, and then your kids play against their kids. And, uh, and you see a lot of that. And I, and I think overall, you know, the, the coaching is better now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hate to say it. I hate to admit it, but the kids are better than they were back in the early nineties uh, because they do have better training and, and, and just better resources uh, to, to learn the game. So, but yeah, from that perspective, it, it, it is a lot of fun. Uh, you do see a lot of almost every game you play, you run into somebody that I might've played against or, you know, so it, it, it's, uh, and I'm sure other coaches and parents are going through the same thing that, that obviously played back in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. So I was, I had Devin Kerr on my sounding off on soccer uh, podcast. He does a lot of the broadcast analysts for um, USL championship, but also the ACC network. And it was interesting. We were talking about some of the international players like Berton Jockison for Pitt and what, you know, what, how, what makes them able to step in so quickly and make a difference and be impact players as freshmen in college and things like that. But where I'm getting to rap is that you came to the United States in the eighties as a young I don't know, 11 to 12 yeah. year old from Poland. I don't yes. know if not many people know that. Um, but just to be able to come in, it, it, you, soccer was in your blood. You started playing at a younger age. And one of the things Devin talked about was that's just the advantage that a lot of European and international players have is that they start playing at a younger age. But here in this, the youth system here in Western Pennsylvania, I definitely would see the increase in the last 15, 20 years where kids are playing at younger ages. But I think they're still, we're still lagging a little bit behind if a, you know, Jockison steps in a pit and is just blowing people like international players just seem to still have that advantage. But for you, maybe ex- talk about your experience. It was a totally different time in the late eighties, but just talk about that experience and what the game was like then versus now. Well, I, I, Again, I think the game is better now than it was before. But I know me personally, you know, growing up in Poland, that's all we did. You played soccer. On TV, you didn't see other sports. It was just soccer games. And uh, and I was, you know, fortunate enough. You know, I was there in 82 when there was a World Cup in Spain. And, and, and you know, just watching all the games. And you'd watch games on TV. Then all of us would go outside. And we lived in high rises. So there was a lot of kids in, in the neighborhood. And... Uh, after every World Cup game, everybody would go outside and, and, and just play. And, uh, and, and I think it, it, it's a cultural thing because I, I grew up on soccer. I, I love it. Uh, I, I can't get enough of it. And, uh, and that's the difference I think you see kids now is there's so many sports here in the States. that There's so many distractions that you have here. And, and uh, it, it was just different. Like I, I know when I played for uh, an academy team in Poland, it wasn't mom or dad taking me. I would take a train, 45 minutes, go into Sosnowiec, and, and, and I'd go play there. And afterwards, i catch a train back, and it would take me an hour and a half to get home. We're here, you know, you, there's so many programs here that, you know, the kids can get in the car a half hour, they're, they're there. And it's just easier where back then, if you really wanted to play, those are the things you had to do. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think, again, I, I think the game is better now. But yeah, with a lot of international players, it's just they grow up watching it. it it's in their blood. You know, if, if I'm in, let's just say, England, for instance, and I, I live, you know, close to Manchester, I follow Menu or Man City, and and you watch it every weekend, and, and that's what you do. 
we're, we're here. You know, you might play soccer, but then, you know, you have college football, you, you have the Steelers here. And so there's just a lot of different things that maybe take away for, uh, from that. I know in my household, you know, every weekend I like to watch games in the morning. So my kids would watch it with me most of the time. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of kids here don't do that. So, and I think it's, uh, it, it's a cultural thing. And, and I think, you know, in Europe and South America and, you know, I guess you could say Africa, soccer sometimes is a way out, whether it's poverty or lower middle income. And that's their way to, to, to get something better to, you know, to help you m- move on. We're, we're here, you know, for a lot of kids, it's, it's not a big deal. OK, well, if I don't play in college, that's fine. I'm just going to go to school, whatever school I want to go to, where a lot of the foreign players like this is their ticket. If, if they can go to Pitt and get an education, that's where they're going. So, uh, and I think that's why, like, it, it's it's tough here, Division One, Division Two, because there are so many foreign players now coming in that a lot of American kids, for instance, it, it it's harder for them to 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 play for school like Pitt, for Akron, for you know, or North Carolina, because there are so many foreign players that are good coming in and taking those spots. So it forces them maybe to a lower D1 school or, or D2 or D3. So um, I know within the last 20, 30 years, I, I think I've seen a big difference. You know, Pittsburgh example, back in the 90s, you know, you saw a ton of all Whippeal players play at Pitt or, you know, from Ohio, New York, close by. Now, I think this year we have two Whippeal players. You know, I think Mikey Sullivan Mikey finally Sullivan. started the other day. So right. that, that was good to see for a Whipple player come in and do that. But over the, you know, Jay, had, you know, the, the well, coach actually, had Pitt. Technically, it's three now because if you count Josh Lucchini, uh, so you have okay, Josh, yeah, well, Josh and then Evan McIntyre and, and Michael. Yes. But, yeah, but still, you're you're right on. Yeah. Yeah. And even Lucchini, I mean, he was a Patriot League player of the year, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, he hasn't started yet. He, he's only played, I think, 20 minutes or something in three three or four games, whatever it is. It just tells you the level that Pitt's at. Uh, so, but uh, overall, I mean, Pitt plays awesome soccer. Possession, they move the ball. They're very fun to watch. They're entertaining. Mm-hmm. And as you can see now, it, 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 it's a sellout crowd. You want to you go to a Pitt game, standing room only. It's a great atmosphere. It's great for the younger kids here to, to see that. But uh, it, it just tells you how hard the kids here have to work if they want to play on that level. So. Yeah, we've come by leaps and bounds, and there's a lot of things. You, you made a lot of really good points there. I, I, I'm going back. Let's go back in time, though. If you look at the early 90s, you were being recruited, and, and you chose to stay close to home. Uh, and that's I probably wouldn't be having this conversation with you right now. I probably wouldn't know you yeah. um, if it weren't for you know, a relationship. Now, what's interesting, I was leaving Point Park, and Point Park is just a program that was just getting off the ground at that time. Yeah. And you chose to stay home. You chose to play it for a program that was just getting started i mean soccer was so different back then and 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 we all of us when i say we i mean soccer coaches in the area the the programs the players the american players those those of us we needed international players with international background experience to help us get through those days and times and at point park what got us through was you know we had that mix of like we had some local players but we we needed that, like, you know, another nine, eight or nine or 10 international players really to make, yes. first of all, to have a team. 
Uh, and, but then also, you know, for us to learn, really, I learned more about the game in those years from you and from other international players that I played with and that I ended up coaching, you know, later on. Um, but it, it was such an interesting dynamic there, really, wasn't it, for, for you to have that experience for four years at Point Park? It, it, it was. And, and, and i tell you what, the, it, it wasn't always, e well, I wouldn't say easy. At times it was frustrating. But there was a lot of good stuff that, that, that came out of a lot of life lessons. Uh, I, I know for me, you know, I, 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 as a high school kid with recruiting, my parents had no idea what it took, you know, to get recruited. I, I, I really didn't have the connections to uh, anybody to talk to that say, hey, this is how you have to approach it. This is what you have to do. Uh, you know, Point Park came in, offered me a, a scholarship. And I remember talking to my uh <laughs> to my high school coach and he goes, you know what, if they're giving you money, education comes first, they're paying for your education, that's where you go. And I really didn't know much about division one, two, three, Point Park. Um, I had no idea, none of that stuff. I did everything on my own. Uh, obviously my parents barely spoke English, so they weren't gonna help me much with none of this stuff. So uh, I, I'm glad I went there. Uh, I, I really enjoyed myself, the relationships that I built those are still my best friends I keep in touch with from, from Point Park. And, and, and in, in a big scheme of things, that's what it's all about. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be there. You know, Point Park wasn't very good back then when I got there. And, and I was part of the team that, you know, won their first game, that, that made the playoffs for the first time. It was a lot of firsts when I was able to come in. And, and, uh, and, and it would have been very easily, you know, easy as a freshman. Uh, we didn't play very well. I don't think we won a game to say, you know, I'm going to go somewhere else, but it, it's, it's one of those things like, you know what, I, they, they paid for my schooling. I'm going to give everything I have back to the school and, and try to help make the program better. And, and, uh, and, and I thought I did that. I was there at the early stages of, of, of Point Park uh, College back then. Now it's a university and, 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 and hopefully try to get the school back on a soccer map in Pittsburgh because back then it really wasn't. So, uh, from that perspective, I'm glad I went there. You know, you could always say I should have, could have, could have went somewhere else, but I really enjoyed myself. And, and then again, the, the memories that I have, uh, it'd be hard to duplicate it somewhere else. Yes. And just to be noted that, Raph, you are a member of Point Park uh, University uh, Sports Hall of Fame. Well earned, well deserved. Uh, Thank you. So, but just so people know. So when you were done with playing your four years, there was a, a coach, a, a head coach opening and um, you were still coming right out of college, still trying to figure things out. Uh, and lo and behold, they hire me to be the head coach at Point Park. And honestly, I had for I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it. And I spoke with you and you were like, oh, we can do this. We have a good team coming. You know, there's a good new yeah. players coming back. We just need to we just need someone to kind of steer the ship. And uh, I was, didn't know what I was getting myself into. Honestly, I really didn't. I had been away from the program for uh, two or three years. And at that point, had already had a family and, and, and a son born. And I was like, I, I don't know if this is, you know, this is something I could do. But, you know, not only you, but others were very uh, supportive and encouraging. And, um, you know, may rest in peace. Bob Rager, the athletic director at the time yeah. and head men's basketball coach, even was encouraging and said, Hey, let's, this is something, you know, I, I think you'd be great at. So anyway, long story short, Raph, I brought you on as my uh, assistant coach 
And uh, I think we had, uh, we did, we had some fun three years uh, with that, uh, you know, helping build that program, creating something that, you know, we didn't think was possible. And that is elevating to playoff level, you know, type of team competing with nationally ranked teams, those type of things. So it's possible. It's, it was possible back then. And it's so great to see how far the program has come even since then, but we had some good experiences there. Yes, we did. And I tell you what, to you, it was a great hire that they hired you. Honestly, you, you brought stability to the coaching ranks. Um, and I think after you left for personal reasons, I think you Ron was hired and he was with the program for what, 10, 15 years. So um, you, you started that train because up to that point, I had four coaches in four years. So it, every year was a new coach coming in new system and, 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 and trying to get in the groove with, with that aspect of it. So when you came in, you did some great things for Point Park. Um, I learned a lot from you, actually. You know, I was just, I just graduated and, uh, you know, maybe I needed to grow up a little bit and, and, and seeing how you did everything and, and kind of made me realize, like, you know, there's a lot more to it than meets the eye. Uh, you know, a lot of people think when you coach, you just show up, you do your, you know, session, you go home. There's a lot more planning. There's a lot more analyzing. There's a lot more things that go into coaching, you know, not only in high school or a cup, but on the college level, especially when you got to recruit and you, you got to, there, there's a lot of things that you have to do. So yeah, it, it was fun coaching. We did have a good time. Uh, we had a lot of first with you and, and, uh, and it was, uh, it was an exciting time. Yeah. I mean, at least, like I said, I, I relied on you. I relied on uh, other coaches, uh, anybody who was supporting our program in terms of the soccer uh, knowledge. And, yeah. and I learned a lot. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was, I think we all contributed in different ways. And I think there was definitely a group effort, uh, but some really good players. You know, I'd say that we've come a long way in terms of, you know, but I was very reliant. I was very reliant on, on the coaching staff and, and, and every, you know, resources were slim. We didn't have our own yeah. things like that. Now yeah. to be able to recruit uh, and say, Hey, I've got a, you can play your home games at Highmark stadium. I mean, that would, that would have been our dream. Yes. Then, right. Raph? Yes, it would have. Yes, it would have. Uh, that's something we didn't have back then. Where now I, you know, it's like, you know, my kids are going to college, my older ones, and like kids are spoiled now, mm-hmm. you know, with the facilities, the athletic facilities that they have, the dorms that they have, it, you know, it's just, it, it, it's, it's totally different. Uh, we, uh, we, it was different for us. <laughs> it, it was definitely different. Do you have any, I mean, what would you say would have been, I, I just, just be your highlight from your playing, maybe one highlight from your playing experience at Point Park and one highlight from your coaching experience. I, I just, I, I just love to hear really, if you could pinpoint it down to one thing. I tell you what, and it has to be PG related and maybe most soccer <laughs> related. So. No. Yeah. Well, let, let's just put it this way. I, I, I think the, I think the, the, the bus rides, uh, you know, when you, that's when you do your bonding with, with your teammates mm-hmm. and, and uh, whether you win or lose, you know, spend four or five hours on the bus and, and, and get to reflect on things and have a good time with, with, with your teammates. Uh, that, that's huge. It, it's all about building relationships that last a lifetime. And that, that's where playing soccer for anybody affords you because you right away have so many friends acquaintances and and uh so i really i really enjoyed that aspect of it and and being able to travel 
to different states and then play against different colleges. And, uh, you know, I, I still have great memories from many different games. I mean, we've had some good games. We had some bad games. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, – I really enjoyed it to the fullest. Uh, from coaching perspective, it, it, it's kind of the same thing. I, I enjoy the challenge. I'm, I'm, I'm very competitive. Uh, I, I'd, I'd rather lose a game one nothing than win a game 10 nothing. Uh, I always try to tell my kids, you know, if we beat somebody 7 8 nothing, you know what, it, it, take it as a good practice, learn experience. But I, I always tell the players, primetime players step up in primetime situations against good teams. And that's when you really get to see which players have it and which players still need to grow into those roles. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's, there's a lot of stories there's some PG 13 stories and there's some, you know, U 18 stories that, that I could tell, but uh, yeah, it's just a great overall experience. Uh, you know, you leave on a Tuesday and come back on a Wednesday because you have an overnight stay or, you, you know, you, you go somewhere four or five hours on a bus, and, and it's just uh, it, it's just a great experience. Absolutely. And, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that we all learned and grew during those times as, as young men, young players, young coaches, and all of that kind of stuff. Yes. So, um, but I do appreciate your perspective on that. And But, yeah, the transition now, I think it's all somewhat relevant in that, you know, we – whether I'm doing this or you're as a coach working with young people, um, giving them advice on, you know, how to become a better, not only better player, but a better person. Yes. Um, it seems like you, you, you talked a lot about that in this interview. And I think that's something important when your players are finished, the season's over. Um, what, what type of messages do you, I mean, it sounds like you have, you're saying all the right things, but are those the important messages you want to share? Um, I, 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 I do. I mean, whether the kids are starters or coming off the bench or not playing much, they all have a role on the team. Uh, I've had a lot of players, you know, seniors that, you know, they would get in some games, but in a meaningful game, they would never get in. And, you know, I, I would talk to them about life lessons that there's times when you go to college or when you go get a job in the real world, Things aren't going to come easy and you have to be a good teammate and be supportive and kind of learn from that. At the same token, even with my starters, and I tell my uh, captains all the time, you know, be careful what you wish for because you're a captain now, but we're going to ride you pretty hard and we're going to expect a little bit more from you than other players. And, uh, and hopefully you take that as a positive that when we are on you, we're, we're telling you do this or do that. You're not doing what you should be doing uh, that you kind of learn from this. So, because we, we, when you, like, again, we've all, you know, we have real jobs, you know, and, and uh, things don't always go your way and somebody's going to lay into you or, or say this and that, and you have to be able to deal with something like this. Um, and especially when you go to college, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm hard on, on my seniors at times, but I'm like, Hey, if you want to play in college, you have to be able to take the positive and negative criticism from a coach or from an assistant coach and, and learn from that. Don't pout. Don't argue back. Just just be like, okay, just learn from it and, and, and try to get better. So um, I think from that perspective, a lot of my players are prepared when they go to college or, you know, to play or just to go to school that they, they kind of learn from this. And, uh, and I've had, you know, last seven years, a lot of guys come back over the summer for pickup games and 
you know, they always come in. They're always welcome to, to, to play with the high school kids. And, and, uh, and it, it's nice to see him come back. And I even had a kid say, coach, you know why you, you, you were right. Uh, everything you were saying and you were getting on me. And then, you know, now I know what you were talking about. So sometimes, you know, we were all there. I was 17, 18. I thought I knew everything. No coach was going to tell me that I couldn't do this. And as you get older, it's like, hmm, that coach knew what he was talking about, but it took me a few years later to realize this. So, so, you know, from that perspective, whether, you know, you, you coach him and teach him on a soccer field, but also there's a lot of life lessons to, to uh, take from this. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we, look, we take a little trip down memory lane. We talk about some things as experiences, but a lot of it was the adversity, you know, that we faced. I think we're, we're the, sometimes we did, we didn't like experiencing it at the time. It was probably miserable. Yeah. It was terrible, but same here. Like, I think that's, that's really a big important thing that it seems like it gives you perspective and it gives me perspective and hopefully young people, uh, can at least we can share that in some way, some wisdom uh, about how we've dealt with those adverse situations. Um, yeah, and I remember, I remember in high school. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I might have lost ten games total in high school, three years of playing high school. At Point Park, we lost. I think every we tied one. We lost every game. It, it, it you know, it, it, and it was it was tough at times, you know, mentally to deal with this because you know I went away and I want to compete, and we were close so many times we just couldn't get over the hump. And it would have been very easy for me, like I said before, to quit, go transfer, go somewhere else. And, you know, I stuck around. I'm like, nope, I, I want to be here for the first one. And, and, and that, that was my driving goal is, uh, you know, if I didn't succeed, I'm going to keep working on, until I get there. So uh, that was a that was a good life lesson for me, you know, and, and, uh, and I'm glad I stuck around and, and I was able to help, the pro, you know, turn the program around and, and you know, leave it in, in your hands, I guess, and then helping you out to take it to the next level. So that was, uh, that was a good life lesson for me. And um, I needed that. And there's a lot of kids that, you know, it, winning is fun. But I always tell the kids, it, it's how you act after a loss. Because when everybody's winning, everybody's happy. It's real good to be friends with everybody. But when you lose, it's how you act after a loss. And, and, uh, and I think I'm trying to teach that to the kids you know, win or lose. I know going back last year, you know, we, we got beat 7-2 by West End. I thought it was awesome. I actually, <laughs> I hate to lose, but I thought it was good for our kids because yeah. they came in thinking, yeah. okay, this is going to be a great year for us. And I'm like, well, you know what? You have to work at it. And it's just like everything that could go right for West State did, and which was great. You know, I want to see how the kids, especially the seniors, how they react, how they go on from there. And and obviously, they reacted very well when we played West A in the semis. It, it was a totally diff- different game. So they've learned from it. So Absolutely. those are the things that, you know, that I want the kids to, 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 to realize. And, and, uh, and, and they responded. So those seniors, those captains from last year learned a very valuable lesson. And I'm hoping the captains and the seniors this year can learn from that experience and then see how we do this year. Well, and that's my segue. You know, I like to wrap things up here. And you uh, certainly, you know, it, it, like you said, semifinals a few years, you know, three, two or three years now. Yeah. You've been close. You've been knocking on the door. Um, things, you know, in your section, you got Penn Hills and you got Gateway, Latrobe, Franklin Regional, Frank Penn Trafford, Obama and, and McKeesport. And then you yeah. get into 3A and you look at the bigger picture. And my goodness, you still have that whole West A, 
Moon is really good this year. I'm, uh, you know, there's a lot. South Fayette's real good. South Fayette's really good. I can't uh, not yeah. mention South Fayette, um, especially with Jordan Smith. It's uh, <laughs> out Pittsburgh soccer now, but yeah, yes. I mean, it's just three A, and you got Hampton Mars and 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 North Catholic is joining the fray over there. Yes. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be really interesting in three A this year. But um, but you know, I'm sure you're you're optimistic. Uh, I, I am, and, and I look forward to the challenge. Uh, you know, you want to play against good teams. Uh, and, and I think the playoffs this year, especially the top 10 teams, very competitive. Uh, I think TJ is 4-0 yeah. uh, in, in their section. So it, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's a lot of good teams, which is good. You hate to have just one or two teams and everybody below. Now you have everybody, you know, close on the same level and, when you get in the playoffs, it, it, it means something. And it's uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, we, we really are. And I know that section there with Moon, West A, and, and South Fayette, that, that's a very tough, tough section. Uh, I think and West Ambridge, A is uh, – Ambridge moved and it, Yes, and they made semis okay. last year. Yeah. They, they have a lot of great players on that team too. So it, it's uh, there's just a lot of good teams. And it's one of those things that when you get in the playoffs on any given day – or any given night, you know, one of their star players can just take a game over and, 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 and it, you can't sleep on anybody. So I, I think overall, it, it's a very well-balanced uh, division. Absolutely. It's going to be a really – it's going to be a battle. And I can't wait to, to really see how the season goes, the rest of the season yes. and the playoffs. So, Raph, thanks so much for joining me here uh, on this Kids on the Pitch pod. This is our second uh, we're going to do this every week. Uh, we're going to talk scholastic high schools really through now yeah. through the end of November. And then who knows, we'll be talking about youth soccer and I'd love to bring you back uh, again. Yeah. Uh, we can talk and I'm sure we'll be talking uh, a lot more as we get closer to the end of the, to the postseason and the uh, Whitfield playoffs and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for bringing me on and, you know, Next opportunity, I will definitely be here. I, I really enjoyed this, and, and it was good talking to you, John. All right, Raph. Awesome, and uh, great talking with you as well.